Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Travis Walker, and I'm the discipleship pastor at First Family Church. And I had the privilege of opening God's word to our congregation this Sunday as we looked at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. And we looked at the idea of that Paul lays out for us in our text of spiritual maturity. Um, and the Extra Point Podcast is just an opportunity for us to share some more learnings and insights that we as the preachers um, learned on our own studying in our prep time as we prepare. God for sure works on us individually. Um, and even as a sermon prep team, we study this together, talk about this a lot, um, learn and grow through our time of prepping. And so the Extra Point podcast is an opportunity for us to just share a few things that if we would have had more time, um, we would have shared. And so I had um, quite a few notes that I learned and God used his text to um, point out my own life of areas where I need to continue to grow and areas in the past that um, God protected me from. And so what I want to do today is just share with you um, a little bit, bit more depth into verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, Paul says this, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Here Paul uses an illustration of a child in the waves and a child's not old enough, tall enough, big enough to handle the waves that come at him. And so he's tossed to and fro and that's, a, that's imagery of a spiritually immature person and how they're not solid enough in their faith. And so certain things come along and distract them and um, hinder them from growing like they ought to. And then obviously the opposite would be an adult uh, who's in the waves and the waves aren't big enough to toss them to and fro. And so that would be a spiritually mature person who knows what they believe, um, knows what God is like. And so when interesting theologies or ideas pop up, they're able to handle it. So Paul gives us this specific list. He says this, he says, every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. So I'd like to just for a few minutes share with you some insights that I had on that list that Paul gives us because it is a specific list of things that possibly could come up in the life of a believer and distract them from growing spiritually. So let's just look at that list for a few minutes. And I'd love for you in your own spiritual life just to kind of wrestle with this list and to see maybe you um, areas you've seen this in your own life pop up and, and um, distract you from growing or hinder you from uh, the spiritual growth, the trajectory you had at one time. And maybe even give God glory and credit for how he's protected you from these things. And so let's look at this list. The first one is by every wind of doctrine. Doctrine is the theology of God, knowing what he is like, um, what we believe about him. As we said on Sunday, we receive our doctrine from the word of God, from the apostles' teaching. Uh, that is handed down to us. Um, but Paul references that it's possible that other winds of doctrine could come up, new ideas of what God is like, uh, what we should believe. And I for sure have seen this in my own life. New ideas, new books will be written about what God is like, how we should relate to him. And uh, God has for sure protected me. And I know I've even stumbled in the past on some of these new winds of doctrine that have popped up that I 
um, maybe subtly believed or um, really struggled with for a while. I'll just share a few. Uh, the first one that I remember was probably in my early 20s. There were books and a famous speaker going around, and he was kind of perpetuating the idea that hell does not exist. And he was saying hell's more of a metaphor. It's more of a, uh, it's it's symbolism. It's uh, it, it's an extreme idea um, to maybe scare us. Or um, he had a couple different reasons. And this is the theology of universalism that God is loving and kind and gracious, and he would never he would never send anyone to an eternal hell. There's no way that a loving God would send anyone to an eternal hell. And uh, being young in my faith, um, I didn't want to believe in hell. Uh, I don't love the idea of hell. And so this book and author um, was curious to me. And I really wrestled with that for a while. Like, man, that sounds right. Like, why would a loving God ever send anyone to an eternal hell? Or why would there be eternal condemnation uh, for anyone? Um, so I definitely stumbled and wrestled with that. Um because it, it, it tickled my ears. Uh, and, and maybe you are familiar with that theology um, where the word of God clearly teaches us the reality of hell and the consequences for our sin. I remember another one. This one was only probably a few years ago. And we call this one like hyper grace. I think it kind of falls into that category. And it's the idea. I remember somebody kind of wording it this way. Uh, I love to sin and God loves to forgive. It's the perfect combination. Kind of the idea of just, hey, you do you. God is gracious and big enough and loving enough. He'll forgive your sins. So don't really worry about your um, lifestyle, your actions, your words. Um, God knows you're a sinner. He knows you fail. He knows you mess up. So just run to him and forgive. So live the life you want to live. Don't worry about your actions, your speech, your conduct. Um, actually maybe uh, um, enjoy those and um, experience what you desire to experience because God in his grace and his mercy will forgive you. Just kind of this idea of like your actions don't matter. And again, probably my selfish um, sinfulness and desires loved that. It was interesting to think about like, yeah, you're right. Maybe I can do absolutely whatever I want to do. God sent Christ and Christ paid for all my sins. So I might as well continue on sin, which is exactly what Paul addresses in Romans. Uh, why should we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Uh, by no means. And so, um, but I remember just kind of hearing that there was kind of this movement for a while on this hyper grace. Um, again, that's just a new wind of doctrine that probably distracted me from growing uh, like I ought to. And I think that's exactly what Paul is addressing here when he says by every wind of doctrine, new ideas about God that pop up. The second one he addresses is by human cunning. And this is interesting. I think the word human and cunning are put together very specifically to help us see where this would be an individual that has uh, malicious plans. He is uh, has an agenda. This is a human being that comes up with an idea or a, a plan or a movement that he creates and it is malicious by intent. Uh, he has a goal in mind. Uh, maybe it's his own fame. Maybe it's money. Um, whatever this ulterior motive is, this human being, it is, it is planned. It is orchestrated. It is designed uh, with, um, with malicious intent. So maybe he's trying to manipulate people or... Um, 
have selfish gain as his motivation. Um, and for sure, we have seen this. Uh, televangelists and, and different uh, famous people who pry on the vulnerable. Maybe it's the elderly or um, the needy. Um, he makes promises he can't keep if they just simply give him something. Um, and I've seen that over uh, my years for sure of man with evil desires and he pries on the needy because they're vulnerable. And I think that's what Paul has in mind here when he says by human cunning. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen that in your, in your time as a believer as well. And so God warns us of that, that that is very possible um, and tells us that spiritually immature people are susceptible to that. Uh, and for sure I have been in my life. And then the last one there is by craftiness and deceitful schemes. I think this one's interesting because it's different than human cunning, which at first reading probably sounds similar by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. But I think there are some interesting things that, I, that I've learned uh, over the last couple weeks. First of all, the word human is not in this list uh, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. It does not reference human and it references deceitful um, which references lying. Um, um, and then the last word there is schemes, which if you're familiar with Ephesians is later referenced in chapter six. And so I think this last phrase by craftiness and deceitful schemes points us to Satan. So I think the list talks about false truths, human um, deceit. And then lastly, the last piece of this list is Satan himself, where he is the, um, the father of all lies. He is the uh, deceiver of the brethren. He is the condemner of um, Christians. And this is, I think, a reference to him. Um, he is crafty for sure. He is a liar by nature. And, re- and even uh, Ephesians 6 tells us that um, his, he has uh, spiritual schemes to deceive uh, Christians. And so I think this last one points us to uh, be on guard of Satan and his lies that he will come at you with. And so I think Paul is just addressing three different categories of very, very possible distractions that could come at believers. Um, and I think they're all three really interesting just to think about and ponder and process um, as we grow spiritually. Uh, to be on aware of, on guard of, and to stay ultimately their greatest defense is the word of God. He says in verse 15, rather speaking the truth in love, our best defense against every wind of doctrine, human cunning, the craftiness of Satan is the truth. And um, the word of God is the truth of God. He declares for us what we ought to know, ought to believe. And so our greatest defense is the truth. So I just want to encourage you with that today. I hope uh, that list is interesting for you to think about and to process and to be even on, uh, to look out for, be on guard of in our current day. For sure, there will continue to be new winds of God doctrine, human cunning, and Satan will continue to do what he is about. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us for this Extra Point podcast. I hope it was encouraging or at least thought-provoking. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you again.